0: Welcome to a message from Oasis Church. For more information about Oasis Church and how you can get connected, please visit MyOasisChurch.com. Here's Pastor Mark Pearl. Enjoy the message. This morning I mostly want to talk about this, and maybe, you know, I don't think we'll get done with this, talking about this today, but I want to talk about uh, about how we uh, exercise or take authority or take dominion. Now, you know, we talked about this Wednesday, Wednesday night about how and, and you can go back, like I said, you can go back and get it through the website, uh, you know, either the Facebook or it'll be downloaded on our, on our uh, website on the, uh, ser- under sermons. Uh, you can get it through the podcast, or you can do it the old-fashioned way and go sign up for a CD at the CD counter. We still have CDs. So you can get it, right? Yes. And so you need to hear it, you need to know it, you need to be established in it. Or some of the things I say today... You know, it, you know, it doesn't mean as much because you have to know you have it. Right? And I talked about a minister that, you know, he's a well-known minister. He's, a, he's you know, he, he loves the Lord. And, uh, but I heard him say on his radio program that we didn't have authority. We, the church, didn't have authority over the devil and over demons. And then I saw in a Christian magazine, he was the number five most influential man and in, in, preacher in America. I thought, it's, a, it's no wonder we have a weak, defeated church when number five doesn't know we have authority. Right. But yet it's right there in the Bible. Uh, you know, I, I don't know why, why people think Jesus came to get authority. He didn't do it for Himself. Yeah. He already had it. Right. He came to get it for us. Yes. We were the ones that were under the dominion of the devil, not God the Father right. or the Holy Spirit or the That's Word, Jesus. It was us, Amen. Amen. So he did all that he did. He did for us, Amen. And so this idea that he got it, but we don't have it. No, what? What in the world did he get it for? He, he, he got it and then left. No, he said, "Go ye therefore." See, he he, he immediately turned it over to us. And there's all kinds of scriptures about this. But you know the original. The original. Um, a place in, in, in where the Bible gives man dominion and authority Genesis chapter 1, where it says God created us in His own image after His own likeness and said, Have dominion. Right. Right. Amen. And so, what I want to show you today is this that, you know, the way we in our lives today, we have a spiritual dominion today. Amen. I'm not so much concerned about having, you know, dominion over the drafts and the elephants and all that. You know, maybe I will later on. I'm going on a safari. Um, But, you know, I I don't really, you know, I don't even have a cow, let alone, you know. But we have spiritual dominion. And when you look at the New Testament, our dominion, you know, it's over demons and principalities and powers and the works of the devil. Amen. We have dominion over that. And so I want to talk about how, how, how is it that we exercise that authority? How do we take dominion? And um, I want you to go with me to Mark chapter 11. Are you, are you with me today? Mark chapter 11. Let's go there. Mark chapter 11. I want to read this. It's a real familiar passage of Scripture. Mark chapter 11. Boy, it is, it is, it is loaded with truth. Mark chapter 11. Glory to God. How many of you should never get tired of Mark chapter 11? Never. It's the words of Jesus. Amen. Mark chapter 11 and verse 22, Jesus answering said unto them, Have faith in God. Now he's making reference to the fact that he cursed the fig tree and it withered away. And he says, For verily I say unto you that whosoever... Now notice that this isn't for just, you know, preachers. It isn't just for apostles. Uh, It isn't just for the early church. Jesus said whosoever... That's you, right? Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he says. Wow. Now, we have preached this verse, uh, for me, over 40 years. And we have been, not just me, but those of us that have preached on this verse, we have been attacked and we have been called names. Uh, You know, you people actually believe you can have what you say. Yes, we learned it from a famous preacher. His name is... No, not Brother Hagin. Jesus. Jesus said this before Brother Hagin did. Now, I think we you know, and I know, that, I know that some people in the church have seen some foolishness from people. I understand that. But you don't throw everything out because there's a few people that get in the ditch. People get in the ditch with everything you preach. Do you know that? Everything in the Bible, people get in the ditch with it. There's a the center of the road, right? And that's where we got to be. And so, yes, there are people that have, you know, I'm claiming this and I'm claiming that. You know, I've even heard people say, you know, they see maybe a, a woman sees a good looking man, you know, looks like a hunk of a man. Or, you know, our, our man sees a good looking woman and, you know, they're single and I'm claiming her. I'm claiming him. Well, they may not want you. <laughs> you have no scripture for claiming them. Right. Well, God said, I can have what I say. No, that's not exactly what he said. He said, if you believe it, you can have it. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm believing it. Well, maybe maybe you're not. And you're probably not because here's the only way you can believe. Faith comes by one way. By what? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by (laughs) the word of God. So the only way to get faith is from God's word. So if you claim things that aren't in the Word, you, you may think you're believing, but you're not really Bible-believing. It's just all mental. This is all in the soulish realm. has no power to it. But if God said it, I said if God said it, then it's a promise from Him, and you can confess that and believe that's going to come to pass. And if you do believe it and you don't doubt in your heart, Jesus said you'll have whatever you say. Amen. Amen. And so, you know, those that want to argue about this, you're just, you have to argue with the scripture here because that's what Jesus said, and I happen to just believe it. Amen. Well, now wait a minute, brother. I just believe that was just a parable. No, it was not a parable. Amen. Amen. <laughs> it, Jesus said this is the way it is. Amen. Amen. So we have to, you know, what does he mean by a mountain? You know, what does he mean? Well, you know, that's in, you know, they they saw the fig tree was cursed, you know, and he cursed the fig tree. And I think he did it for a faith lesson. The Bible said he was hungry and he went to the fig tree and it had no figs on it. It had leaves, so it should have had figs. And, uh, you know, he went there, you know, and it had no figs on it. And he said, no man eat fruit of you hereafter ever you know, forever, and, you know, the disciples heard it. They heard it. I believe he was just doing it as a faith lesson. I don't think he was, you know, as the the modern saying we have, I don't think he was hangry. (laughs) You know, how many know what hangry is? Hungry and angry. You're you're angry because you're hungry. So I don't believe he was hangry. He was hungry, but I believe it was a faith lesson, and they marveled that it was withered up the next day. And he said, have faith in God. In other words, if, if you say something that's the will of God and you don't doubt in your heart, God will get involved in seeing that it comes to pass. God's power will be released. This is, now listen, this is the way we take dominion in our lives today by our words. Jesus told His disciples, you know, just like He said in Genesis, He said, uh, you know, to have dominion, to do the earth. Well, after He was raised from the dead, spiritually He told His disciples, go into all the world and preach the gospel. In other words, go and proclaim the good news. That's how you're going to take dominion spiritually, by proclaiming the good news. You take dominion in your life by proclaiming the good news over your life. Now listen, I'm going to to say maybe a lot of things here, but Jesus, you know, this is the way uh, we take dominion. We don't... See, He said speak to the mountain, didn't He? And And He said it would obey you. If it obeys you, you must have authority over it. Now, Does He mean literally we're going to go, you know... speak to Mount Everest and Mount Everest is going to depart. No, that's not what he's talking about. He's talking about mountains, you know, would be obstacles. Amen. And so, you you know, you have to have, you have to balance things out with, you have to have scripture that promises you something. Amen. Amen. Like, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. Amen. amen. Now I know we got preachers running around now saying, "Don't read the Old Testament. We do, even in our faith circles don't re- don't don't ever tell me not to read any part of God's word. That's right. Don't ever tell me that. I'm probably done listening to you for the rest of your life until you change. Don't ever tell me something Jesus said doesn't apply to me. His words are for me, amen, amen. so you know, and it's funny to me that these same preachers, because you know they'll say, "Well, you know, tithing's Old Testament." Then they'll quote Psalm ninety-one. Go to funeral and preach Psalm twenty-three. I mean, either it is or it isn't. I mean, either the Old Testament, but, you know, but you go back and then you go back to all the writers of the New Testament. They referred back to the Old Testament. Jesus defeated the devil with the Old Testament. He said, "It is written." He was quoting the Old Testament. Because it's just as much the Word of God as the New Testament is. Amen. Amen. It's all the Word of God. Hallelujah. And so we have to to realize that, you know, uh, back to this dominion thing, you you, you take... Now listen, now here's what Let me say it this way. I'm sorry. (laughs) Kind of jumbled up there. But let me... I want to make sure we make a point. I'm not talking about that you say the right things when you get in trouble. To me, that's trying to build your house during the storm. That's that's. It's not impossible. It's not. But it's it's mighty hard to do. You say the right things about your life twenty four seven throughout your day. You say what God's word says about your life all day long. You don't wait till you get in trouble to find a, a faith confession. That's the way you live. And you're taking dominion in your life and in your world. Christians say things about their life I won't say. I'm not judging them, but I just want to live a better life. And and things in the natural respond to faith-filled words. Jesus spoke to a fig tree and it died. Peter's mother-in-law had a fever. He spoke to it. Evidently, the fever hurt him. It left. It left. And so we have to understand that things... um, I'm thinking back of a story, you know, um, that happened to me years ago, you know. Just in the natural, you know. I mean, we had a car breakdown, you know. Um, You know, it wasn't any fault of ours. Mechanical things break down. And I'm talking about years years ago, cars broke down a lot more than they break down today. You know, today... I mean, cars go. They would go like 200, 300, 400, miles. I mean, our day when you hit 98, that, that thing. I mean, you know, <laughs> it was behind a, behind the building. You held it together. You know, you had to wire the muffler on. Everything leaked. You lost oil. All kinds of fluids were coming out. Amen. You know, and so things. They've They make them a lot better today than they did. Uh, not not as fast, but a lot better. I mean, we had some fast cars. Hey, man, we had, I mean, man, I'm telling you, well, I wish i kept some of those cars. I, I was watching this uh, auction, you know, um, car auction, and, and they were selling a, a Mustang. And it sold for, it, it for $4,200, $4,500, and they sold it for $350,000. I thought, I wish I'd have bought a few of those when I was 18, 20. Of course, back in those days, that kind of money, it might have been $350,000. But anyway, where was I going before I got off on that? uh, my car broke down. Yes. It wasn't my car. It was my friend's car. Uh, I was with him and it broke down. And I mean, we're in the middle of nowhere and there's nobody around and it's a holiday weekend. And I remember, you know, he just sat on the bank of the, you know, of the road over there. He was like depressed and down, had his, you know, like head in his hands, like, what are we going to do? I said, I'll tell you, I know what we're going to do. We're going to do what we know to do. We're going to send angels out to help us, you know, get through this situation God is my witness I'm not putting any jam on this I did that and in about less than 10 minutes probably less than five minutes a guy pulled over with a wrecker wow. Amen. hauled us to a gas station that was closed called the guy that owned it said can you come and fix it he said well the parts store is closed but I'll call the guy calls the guy that owns the parts store that's closed on Labor Day weekend fixes us in about three hours we're back on the road well, I don't believe that had anything to do with your words. Well, I'm glad you weren't with me and you weren't doing the talking because this was emerging. No, I'm not saying, you know, well, I confess I got gasoline. No, you better go fill up. You're going to be walking because you could do something about that. But this is one of those things where we had, I I not say a tragedy, <laughs> but it was sort of was inconvenient. You know what I'm saying? I just want to go home. One thing about me, when it's time to go home, I want to go home. Well, another thing about me, when I leave, I want to go home. I don't want to get to a hotel room like, I want to go home. I haven't left yet. I want to go home. I'm leaving tomorrow, but I want to go home today. <laughs> I'm a home guy. I like, I like being home. But here's, here's the thing about this. Let's see, most people, now listen to this now, most people live their entire life and don't know that their words amount to anything. And they would think a guy like me, matter of fact, there's people that will watch this this morning that probably think a guy like me is a little bit over the edge. But it's all in your Bible if you just take the time to read it. You know what I'm saying? Read read the book. See, some people's knowledge, their knowledge of the Bible is limited to what they learn on Sunday morning. That's it. And so if you're not being taught very well on Sunday morning, you don't know a whole lot. And even if you do have a good preacher, he's not able to teach you a whole lot on one morning, right? Some of you actually, some of you actually may come twice a week. Some churches have three times a week, but still, at that, still, that's not that's not enough. You got to get in the book and read it for yourself, and quit reading it through your denominational eyes and read and believe what it says. If Jesus said, if you speak to the mountain and you don't doubt, it will be done. It will depart. Then that's the truth. Amen. Quit trying to find ways to explain the Bible way, right? Amen. Side with it. So most people, they don't know, you know, but th- that their words amount to anything. But when you read the Bible, it's evident the Bible puts a premium on words. It goes so far to say you're justified? Yeah. Are you condemned by your words? Amen. <laughs> See, now, I, I, you know, I'm not saying, like I, you know, I had Dan post a quote of, of mine. I'm not saying that your words are like a magic wand. You wave over your problems and they all go away. But what I am saying is when you start speaking in line with God's word, your, your life starts lining up to that. Not everything changes overnight. Amen. But, you, but what happens is you start setting the right course for your life. Amen. And we'll talk about that later on in this teaching, how words set a course for your life. See. But if we don't understand, this is how we take dominion in our lives. By, by what are we saying every day? What are we talking about? What are we confessing over our lives? I don't say certain things over my life. I'm not going to say those things over my life. I'm not in bondage. I'm in freedom. I'm exercising my dominion. This is what God's words promised me. And so this is what I'm going to say about my life. Amen. You know, I was sitting around... I was sitting around with, uh, uh, you know, some people one time and they're good, good, good people, good believing people, Christian people. They don't believe like we do. You know, they don't believe in, you know, now they might believe that God could heal, but they don't necessarily believe he does it all the time that he, you know, that you can receive healing. But, you know, they believe that maybe if he wants to heal you, he might be able to heal you. And so we're talking around and they're, they're talking about all their, you know, physical problems that they're having, you know, and that, you know, we have, we fight battles. I understand that. And I remember one of them said, well, they, you know, they said, not Mark. He never gets sick. I thought, I accept that. See, they've heard me preach. And I don't say I don't ever get sick. I've never said that. I don't ever talk sickness. Right? I mean, yeah, I face some problems, but not near as many as they have. Or not near as many as most people do, because I'm taking dominion in my life by my words. Does that mean we never get attacked? Of course, but you still got dominion. Right. Right? So I, I'm going to say how it's going to be. See, there's some things in my life right now, and I've, I've been honest about it. I don't, I don't hide these things. I've been dealing with some physical things. You, you know that. I've told you that. I've been dealing with some physical things. But you know what? I haven't stopped talking to them. Come on. Every day. If you don't get this, you know, then you, you do without because the, the devil take advantage of you. But I, I still, I don't, you know, I don't, talk, I don't give in to it. You say, "Oh, you mean you're denying?" it? No, I'm not denying it. That's Christian Science, which is neither Christian nor science. You know what the guy? You know, you know. M- remember Christian Science? I don't know how how they believe now, but used to years ago it was like, "Well, he thinks he's sick." <laughs> well, he probably really is. He, pardon, he's healing. You know, like he thinks he's sick. Well, how's your neighbor doing now? Well, he thinks he's dead now. <laughs> well, how you know, that's not Christian. That's not science. It's neither one. That's just den- that's just denial. Not facing the not facing. the the facts with truth. The truth is I'm healed. Now, I may be, you know, like I said, I've got some physical issues in my body right now, but they are going away. I said they are. I don't care whether you agree with me or not. I'll do this by myself, but it would help if you'd agree. They are going away. You listen to me? They are going away. Amen. Now, does that mean, you know, I don't ever go to a doctor? No, I'm not saying don't go to the doctor. Doctors, I don't know why people have a problem with this, but doctors and God are on the same side. They're trying to help you, right? I mean, if they gave you prescriptions prescription, would take three of these a day till it kills you. What would you do with the prescription? I thought as far as I could, man. I'm not taking that. But, you know, but, but see, they're, they're, you ever notice on their wall they have a license to practice? Guess who they're practicing on? Right? Because none of them, as much as they want to, have it perfected. There's only one person. There's only one doctor that's got it perfected. Amen. No, it's not Marcus Welby. <laughs> it's God. Yes. Some of you don't know who Marcus Welby was. But all the time I watched him, he only lost one patient. That's it. Some of you only watched him because of Steve and Kylie being on there. Some of you women. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> that's funny. Well, you know what? God has us perfected, right? He's not practicing. He's got it perfected. So if I do go to the doctor, if I do go to the doctor, I am not looking to him as much as I respect him or her, as much as I honor them giving their life to help people. I'm not looking to them as final authority or my source. They might be an avenue that God might use, but my source is in heaven. That's right. Amen. And I don't very often go to a doctor because I don't need to. And secondly, you know, I just usually just trust God. But if I had to, I would. Amen. Amen. So I hope you understand that. It's like Brother Hagin said, you know, when people would come to healing school and they'd have serious things wrong with them. I mean, life or death matters. Brother Hagin would always tell them, if you don't get your healing right away, you go get the best medical help you can because you need to stay alive on the planet to fight this thing and so if you don't get immediate results you don't just mess with this thing this thing will, it, we're not, th- this thing will kill you yeah. so don't mess with it so, you see use your faith but till, but till healing catches up with your body your body's got to have some help That's right, Come right. right. right? Yeah. you got to keep your body alive long enough to fight the fight of faith if it dies on you you're, gonna, you're going to heaven and I guess you won but you know what I'm saying but yeah. you didn't complete your race See what I'm saying? So you have to keep your body alive. You have to do things like that sometimes. That's fine. There's no problem with that. There's, there's, listen, don't feel like you're in unbelief because you went to the doctor. Right? That, we, we got into this kind of stuff years ago. I mean, don't think, you know, because there's a doctor's office next door, don't think, well, I'm going to park my car around back so the pastor doesn't see my car at the doctor's office. <laughs> I might just walk over there and surprise you. but you know that's not that's not it at all it's not a lack of unbelief Uh, it's not a lack of believing and it's not unbelief that's what I should have said but you have to understand see if you're going to talk though if all you're going to talk about is your sicknesses and your problems your aches and your pains and you're never going to give God any glory for your healing you're not going to talk about that then you're not taking dominion over the thing you have to talk about what he said about it. Right. Amen. You have to take dominion. Uh, I, this is just so simple. It's just so, it's so easy to do, but yet the devil fights it. You know that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. See, listen to some of these things that I, I have down. Um, your mouth and your duration on the earth are connected. Yeah. Listen, listen, How good you live on the earth is connected to your mouth. Now, if you, don't, if you don't believe that, go to the book of Proverbs and read Proverbs and look what it says about the mouth. It says the mouth of the upright will deliver them. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. People used to shout over these things. Where are you at? <laughs> Where's those people at? <laughs> but Jesus said, have me on that." Notice this, verily I say unto you, Verse well, verse 22 again. Jesus answering said to them, Have faith in God. Or my cross references, have the, have the faith of God. Or this is this the way God's faith works? We should know that because through faith we understand that the world's refrained by the word of God. How did God release his faith? He spoke. He said things. Right? And he says, For verily I say unto you that whosoever now see, he didn't say, now listen now. This doesn't just work for you know those special holy ones. This works for whosoever, Amen, Amen. shall say unto this mountain, "Be removed, be cast into the sea," and shall not notice. Shall not doubt in his heart. Notice, it's his heart, not his head. Sometimes your head gives you trouble, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he says, whatever he says. Is that just spiritual things or natural things? What is whatever? Whatever is whatever, right? That that can be spiritual. That can be natural. But if you say it, you believe it, you shall. Notice it. He shall have it. He didn't say like tomorrow will be there, but he said he'll come. It's on its way. Hallelujah. It's on its way. I said it's on its way. Hallelujah. You know, I I grew up in the country. Everybody say country. And now I'm a city boy. With neighbors all around. Well, I told her we could move, but she doesn't want to move now. She's tired of moving. So, we may move, we may not. We'll see. (laughs) Well, you know, I grew up in the country, you know, and and uh, you know, we didn't have inside animals. They're outside, right. out there with Amen. chickens and everything else. We didn't have chicken. Well, I did one time. They all ran, they all ran off. <laughs> Guy told me you feed them, they'll stay. I fed them, and they left. <laughs> yeah, and so that was my chicken raising experience right there. Went a big deal! I gave a quarter a piece for them. So somebody had a good meal back in the woods. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> so. But we always, had, we always had dogs, you know, outside dogs, you know, and all. And, uh, you know, they could be out. I remember we had one. His name was Bo. Bo was pretty cool. And, uh, you know, he could be way out in the field, man. You holler, Bo! Well, he didn't just like, boom, immediately right at your feet. Boy, he'd start coming. It might take him a little while to get there. But he was on his way the moment you said Bo. Right? Remember what that angel told Daniel? He said, the, he said, the, the first day you prayed, I was sent. When I, I, and I've come for your words. Yeah, right. yeah. D- Daniel chapter 10, that angel, when he showed up to Daniel, he said, he said, I came the first day you prayed. I was sent. He said, but I got into some warfare, you know, and, it, and, and I got held up. But now I'm here. Michael came and helped me. You know, Michael's he's a warrior prince. And when he showed up, the deal was over with, you know what I'm saying? He's Andre the Giant in the spirit realm. Oh, oh, oh. I remember Andre the Giant. Come on. Yeah, yeah. I right. watched this. This has nothing to do with spirituality, but anyway. I watched this. Uh, it was a. And I don't watch this stuff because really it's fake. I, I, mean, I shouldn't say it because I might lose some church members over this. But you know, what is it? WWE. It is fake. What is it? WWE. It WWE. It's fake, it's phony. Now, sometimes they do get hurt because of the the way they fool around. But it's already, the the matches are already rigged who's going to win. But I remember one time I was watching this 20 men in the ring fight. It must have been one of those slow days for me. And uh, it was when Muhammad Ali was alive because he was the outside the ring referee. If they threw you outside the ring, he reffed what went outside the ring. And who's going to argue with Muhammad Ali? You know what I'm saying? And so he's outside the ring, you know, and they got 20 guys in the ring. And the the purpose of the whole thing is the last guy left in the ring wins. And so they're trying to throw each other out. This is real good entertainment. Um, And so I remember there being three, three guys I remember being in the ring was number one, there, there was a guy named Mr. T. Mr. T. I remember Mr. T, you know, a, yes, and, and he always looked big and tough to me. Didn't he? You? But then there was a guy named Hawk Hogan. And Mr. T looked like a midget compared to Hawk Hogan. It was amazing when you put them together. Like, he's just a little runt. Of course, I wouldn't tame that to his face. But he looked like a little runt. You know what I'm saying? And then there was Andre the Giant. And Hawk Hogan looked like a little midget next to Andre the Giant. I mean, he was a big guy. And so they're trying to throw one another out of the ring, and so they get two guys on Andre the Giant, one on one leg, one on the other, they can't get him out. Guess who won the match? Andre the Giant. All right, I don't don't know what this has to do with the word, but anyway. (laughs) It was just a cool match to watch. Angels. Angels. That's right, thank you guys. I was talking about Michael, man. He's he's the warrior prince. Yeah. But yet, you see, he said, when I showed up, when Michael showed up, then this other angel was able to get through to Daniel. But he said, Daniel, I came the moment you prayed. I came because of your words. Amen. See, the spirit world, the spirit, the spirit world is voice activated. You know, I remember when God began to teach me this. I've got an old teaching. I think it's still on the maybe a media counter, it's from years back, on voice activated or voice activation. And I talk about how the spirit world's voice activate, how our voice activates things in the spirit world when we speak God's Word. Not just what we say, but when we speak the Word of God, how it's voice activated. And how I began thinking about these things when this was many years ago. I got into a friend of mine, a minister friend of mine's car, and God had blessed him with an extremely nice car. I mean, God blessed him with this really extremely nice car. And this was before we knew I knew about any of these things. His car, you could just talk to it and it did things. Now, you know, that's common today. You say, well, my Corolla doesn't do that. But, well, if you upgrade some, you know what I'm saying, it, you know, they, they get a little bit more tech. I mean, my truck does things. So you can talk to it and tell it to do things. But even still at that, my truck won't do. Even as though my truck, you know, I mean, this is like, I don't know. What is this? This is 2022. This was, this was, man, this was well over 10, 15, 20 years ago, maybe, uh, that I was in my friend's car. He said, watch what this thing will do, you know. And so he would tell it, play CD number three, track seven. Man, that CD player just obeys words. It plays CD, track seven. He'd tell his car to do certain things, and it would, it would do it, you know. Amen. Amen. You know, he'd tell his car to, you know, he'd talk to the thing, you know, make me reservations at this restaurant. His car would do it. Amen. Cook me some eggs and bacon. His car wouldn't do that. It's like one guy said he had a fifteen thousand dollar dog. Really? He said I, he gave fifteen thousand dollars for his dog. I said you should be able to kick it and get time and temperature out of it for that much. Fifteen thousand? I mean, you can go down to the humane side and get one for fifty bucks or whatever. Barks and poops the same way. Okay, that was I shouldn't have said that word, but. Yeah. Well, don't tell me you've ever said that word, but anyway, that's what they do, right? Yeah, that's what they do. All right, there's nothing vulgar about it. You just, maybe a little coarse, I don't know. But, but, you know, they do, They you know, they do the same things, you know what I'm saying? Amen. So, so when I when I got in his car, I began to think about it. And then, then it was like, and I don't know if Brother Kenny remembers this, Brother Kenny started talking about getting a phone that you could speak your, this is for they were available, like, readily. You get a phone where you could speak your text into it. And I think maybe Brother Kenny got one. I don't know how he got one before I did. But anyway, I guess Emily got it for him for Christmas or something. But anyway, you could speak your text into your phone. And I thought, man, that is what I need. Because, you know, when I type, I'm like a one finger (coughs) seek and destroy. You know, I see kids going... As long as I've had a cell phone, I've never been able to master that. I'm still kind of like... So I thought, that would be cool. And so I finally got one of those. And I found out you better read it before you push send. Like a friend of mine, he said, I sent a text to my daughter. And her, uh, her, her name's Sarah. And uh, he, he said, I sent a daughter and said, hey, Satan, how you doing? <laughs> you better read it. <laughs> I don't know if I should tell that one story or not. About the friend. No. Okay. (laughs) They want to hear it. No names. names. She said, "I can tell them no names." And it wasn't me. It wasn't her, but someone we know. They was it Facebook. Yes. They were sending a greeting to one of their friends. It was. Then they were. And this isn't funny, but they were. They were having a battle with cancer, and they said, "How are you doing, my dead friend?" Here's the good thing. When they saw that, they panicked. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my god. And they got to hold their dollar. Is there a way for me to get that back? And they got it back. Praise God. Amen. Technology's good, but how many know uh, the spirit realm is better? Yeah. It operates proficiently by our words. Amen. Right? Yeah. So we have to understand that, you know. We take dominion by our words. You say, well, how much, how much can you talk about this? Oh, I can talk about this for several services. Matter of fact, I've only went to one verse today. I'm getting ready to close. But I can talk about this for several services because people don't get it just because they hear it once. you got to keep reinforcing it because even, 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 even my own self that's preaching it to you, there's times I'll say things and said I shouldn't have said that that way. I call that back. I catch myself, well, you have to constantly guard yourself. And I'm not talking about you live in some kind of bondage where you can't say anything. But I'm simply saying you speak over your life in line with what God's Word says about your life. Don't be talking. Don't be talking about how, you know, people say, well, I'm just not, you know, I'm not going to make it till I'm 65. I can just tell. Well, you're, you're, you're really, you're really possibly sealing your doom. Amen. Or, you know, the doctor told me, you know, and this is incurable. Well, that's what the doctor said, and he told you what he found out. But have you ever thought about you serve God? Amen. I said, you serve God? Yes. You're going to stand in the face of God and tell Him you got something incurable? I'm not telling Him that. That's right. That's right. My Lord, if He made the body, He can surely fix some parts on it. Yes. Amen. I figure Ford major truck, they ought to have some parts for it. Probably need a lot if it's a Ford. Oh, sorry, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> you know we used to say about Ford, find on road dead, figure on repairs daily. Then we used to say about Chevy trucks on a sil- on a quiet night you can hear them rusting. <laughs> you know. Hey. <laughs> hey I mean, how me understand if God made your body, he has parts. So why would we ever want to speak doom over our lives and say, I, this can't be fixed. I'm going to die with this. I'm not saying that. I'm going to take dominion by my words. Well, and see, and I know there's some in the church that says, well, whatever God wants. No, no. That's if God had His way, he's, the Bible says it's His will that all men be saved today. And come unto the knowledge of the truth. If God had His way, everybody in Evansville would be born again today. Right? That's His will. His will is not being totally done in the earth. Now there's a time it's going to be done. Right? Jesus is going to come here and rule in what we call the millennial reign. He said He's going to rule the earth with a rod of iron. In other words, you're you're going to do it. You don't want to go to church, they'll beat you. See, what are we talking about? See, it's not up to God what you necessarily... God, let, me, let me back up say this the right way. God's provided for your life, but it's not up to Him whether you receive His provision. He's not making anybody get saved. I wished He would. We'd just get everybody saved and go into the millennium tomorrow. That'd be all right with me, but God's not doing that. He leaves it up to us to make decisions, to make choices. It's called f- having a free will. Right. We have a free will. We're not robots. We can serve Him. We can love Him. We can curse Him. It's up to us. But it's our decision. And you can curse your own life by the words of your mouth, right. by what you speak over your life. Speak good things about your life. <laughs> Amen. And I'm not talking about to. I want to close with this because I want to make sure you understand. I'm not just talking about when you get in trouble. Absolutely, when you're in trouble, yes, you want to say the right things. But I'm talking about everyday life. Amen. Right? You know, I mean, people, I'll get around people that are Christians and they love God and they're going to heaven. And and I'm not saying that I'm more spiritual than them. You know, they may may have a better relationship with God than I do. But I just happen to know that after studying the Word all these years, that your words have something to do with what you see in your life. I do know that. And I do understand that I, I won't talk the way you talk. I'm not talking about my life the way you talk about your life. I'll probably never have nothing, probably broke all my life, you know. Probably when I get retirement age, I'll, I'll be eating Alpo and greeting at Walmart. <laughs> well, I don't know, greeting at Walmart doesn't sound too bad to me. It's kind of fun. I mean, just, hey, everybody, how y'all doing? You know. But Alpo doesn't sound good. But that's the way people talk about their lives. My gosh, if we don't get them Democrats out of Congress, we're all going to go broke. Well, no, they can all go broke. I'm not going broke. Why? Because I've got a God. I said i got a God. Now, y'all want to speak that over your life? That's fine. I'm not, you know, inflation's not messing with me. I'm going to live, live prosperous. Amen. One of the best months we ever had financially is when they told us we couldn't have church. I mean, ain't nobody here to take an offering off of except Scott. I've done milked him seven or eight times and <laughs> he acts like he don't want to give anymore, you know. Like he's done, like I've cleaned him out or something. <laughs> 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 Best God to keep giving. You know why? Because Scott's perfect. But anyway, you, you understand. I'm just, I'm just making a point. That it's not, it's not about what God wants for our lives. He wants good things for our life. That's not what we're going to end up having. We're going to end up having what we believe for. Mm-hmm. Jesus didn't say get God to talk to the mountain. Yeah, right. He said you do it. Yeah. He said it'll be God's power that causes it to move, but you've got to do the talking. That's called having faith in God or the faith of God. Amen. That concludes today's message. For more information about Oasis Church, please visit MyOasisChurch.com. Thanks for listening.